think this one's this one's going to be short. This one's going to be short. Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 295. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Frilliman, and I'm joined this evening, afternoon, morning drive to work by the one and only Charles Vether. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Yes. Wow, 295. That's a big number. It's a very big number. It's almost as big a number as 300. So we're, we're, we're only five shows away from that. So you know what that means? No. It, it's time to cover some basics. We're hoping to help you letter up today. We're going to peel back the veil that is the mystery of one of the most misunderstood aspects of the hiring process for judges, the cover letter. Isn't that <laughs> exciting? It's, it's it's thrilling. And and as someone who is, I, I think what inspired this this me uh, this topic was I was reviewing cover letters for a command fest and was like um hmm. that was the sound i made as reviewing it was like i think we might need a little bit of a refresher so well uh, you know we've got more events happening and and they're larger events and there are a lot of very excited judges out there who want to contribute and and start working for cool stuff or scg or pastimes or energy or laughing dragon or i'm sure i'm forgetting somebody but wherever you are out there just insert your name into my uh, little list there yep. um we've got a lot of judges who want to work and it's it can be a little daunting for them if they've never done a cover letter to work an event uh, to put one together and to send it in or maybe they've sent in multiples and they've never been hired before and they wonder why they've never been hired before yeah. Uh, so we're going to cover this a little bit. Um, the reason that, and I want to get this out there right from the very get go. The reason that you should listen to this episode and take notes and hopefully apply some of what we're going to talk about today. Brian has hired, I can't tell you how many judges for events. It's a lot. It's possibly in the thousands, right? What, hired? No. Yeah. Yeah. For, no. for contract, for events. Judgment. No, no, no. Stuff. I mean, I'm. Uh... No, I, I've done I've done uh, judge management for uh, a, a small handful of GPs. Like I'm not I'm not uh, that adds what's, up. What's that? That adds uh, up. I'm not like one of the uh, Carlos Ho who reviewed for Channel Fireball or Meg Baum who, who reviews no, no, for no. Pastimes. Okay. Okay. okay, but you you've but hired you've hired a lot of people. I've I have done a lot, and I've done uh, I'm now in my third command fest. I've done four GPs, I've done lots of old school PTQs where we had staffs of anywhere from five to ten judges. Um, so, yeah. So a lot. And, yeah. and I didn't put it in here, I just made a little notation that Charles's success at being hired at events. Um, I am... That's really weird. I have a perfect record. I've nice. never been denied for an event. Um, I don't know if it's because I don't go for many events or what, you know, eventually you do get turned down. You should get turned down. Um, I know some really, really good judges that, that every once in a while get that, that denial. Um, I don't think I'm any better than any of them. Uh, I just have a really good track record at this. And I think it, a lot of it, I think a lot of it has to do with cover letters. Yeah. And, and I bet you that you also 
don't do an application that's lead or nothing. No, no. So we, um, we, uh, and and the way that the way that they do lead, I guess, is that oftentimes they'll solicit for lead first, or sometimes they'll solicit yeah. for lead first. So um, we'll we'll talk about uh, a, a little bit about things that aren't specifically in your cover letter that can actually help that can also actually help get you get you staffed, like a few little tips and tricks, meta tips and tricks. But right. yeah, so. Um, just real quick, for those of you that don't know what a cover letter is, when people put out an application for events using the Judge Academy website or the old Judge, uh, Judge Apps website or like Pastimes uses an external site and, or a Google Doc or Google Form or something like that, there's always a field where you can put in uh, information that is relevant to basically give your own elevator pitch as to why... Uh, why they should pick you to work the event, and that's essentially what a cover letter uh, a cover letter is is sort of a an introduction as to why why me why do you want me to work your event right so okay. why <laughs> probably one of the most common mistakes that can be seen in cover letters is people spend a lot of time talking about why they're excited for the event or why the event is going to be good for them, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be super blunt. Um, I don't care. You don't okay? care why an event's good for somebody? Uh, when as Okay, so as a human being, as a judge who is interested in other judges growing and having a good time and stuff like that, yes, I do care. As a person who is trying to evaluate you against other people okay um my first priority is to pick judges that are good for the that that bring something to the event that are good for the event and if you spend your entire cover letter talking about how the event is good for you then you have not done a good job of you you have not made a persuasive argument for me staffing you that sounds reasonable Okay, like realistically, is is you you want to flip it? Is like I'm not going to tell you why the event is good for me. I'm going to tell you why I'm good for your event. Okay, right. and you just if if you come into it with that mindset, you're going to struggle a little bit. It's a lot easier to talk about why you're excited for an event, especially if you don't have a whole lot of reps. You're a newer judge, that kind of thing. And we'll we'll talk about this a little bit later when you're confronted with the situation of. How do I convey why I'm good for the event when I'm just starting out and I don't have the experience? So how do I do that? Because I don't have a, you know, I've only done like three F and M's. So what, you know, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We got you covered. So, you know, there's, there's the other option too, where you just don't write anything at all. Um, you just leave that field blank. Uh, that does not set you up for success either. Uh, you have to spend a little bit of time and put something into that cover letter field. Make sure that you're answering the question that's being put to you. Why do, should they hire you? Yeah, you should you should spend a few minutes talking about that. If you just leave it empty, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, I I do want to call it the exception the exception case where if you leave the cover letter blank or you say like a, a hey you know me kind of kind of thing. Right. Okay. Those those are those are when you've been invited, right? Um. No, no, not necessarily. So I'll I'll make I'll make this this argument. Okay, 
Charles, you've you've done Doctor Judge now at two Magic Cons, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. You are a known quantity. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> if you right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come right out and say it like like there are there are certain people that that need no introduction. All right. You are one of those people. So there there does reach a certain point where after you've got enough experience coming up with a cover letter, following the, the, the steps and examples that we give kind of starts to sound um, obnoxious. All right. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, if I wrote a cover letter and I was just like, hey, I'm applying to your command fest. Okay. Uh, I'm a level three, you know, I, I list my bona fides. I'm a level three judge who has um, head judged uh, 900 person plus events. Uh, I've run, uh, I've run some command fests. I've recorded 270 podcast episodes dealing with policy rules, et cetera, et cetera. Like at, at a certain point, I stopped telling you about myself and I'm just bragging because, you, you, you know, I'd like to think that I'm a known quantity also to a degree. Right. Right. I, well, I think I think we both are. Um, and that makes part of this seem a little um, a, a potential for somebody to sit there and listen to this and say, oh, well, they're just patting themselves on the back. Um, that's really not what we're trying to say here. Uh, what we're trying to say is, is that there are instances where, you know, people can or, or may be asked just, can you work this event? where they are the known quantity and, and that's fine. Um, but what we want to do is we want, I want to tell you every time I get asked to do a cover letter, I still do it. I still fill it in. It's, um, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And, and, and I do, you know, five to 10 sentences somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to make it shorter lately based on some feedback. And we'll talk about that okay. in, in a little bit. Ba- basically, well, the way, the way I, the way I look at it is, is you can get away with the, you know, you know me, I know you type cover letter when the particular hiring hiring manager is you are so familiar with them or they are so familiar with you that really nothing you can put in the cover letter is going to sway their opinion one way or the other. Right. I, I can okay. think of a I can think of a really good example and, I, and I'll give it because I think it's reasonable. Sure. Um, if uh, Eric Dustin Brown was hiring and if Jeff Foster was going to sign up to do an event. Um, that would be a case of, you know, they just know each other so well. Um, it would be like an instant hire so long as uh, Eric had a slot for Jeff yeah. on, on the event. Yeah, there's quite, um, there's quite literally nothing Jeff could put in that cover letter. <laughs> that, would, that, that would change, change would Eric's opinion. The needle. <laughs> so, so there, yeah, so there are a couple of other things that a, a cover letter isn't, and, and we want to make sure we're hitting on these. Um, a cover letter isn't, it's not a resume. Okay. Um, I worked under that mistaken, um, belief for a very long time that it really was more like a resume. And I'd argue about it emphatically with people and they just kind of look at me and say, no, Charles, it's still a cover letter. And eventually I started to really understand that. Yes, it is. It's, it's meant to be an introduction. It's meant to not be a complete list of everything that you've done recently. Um, it's also, and I've got a note here, and it's really a weird note. And I'm sure Brian raised his eyebrow when he saw it. Oh yeah, I don't know what this I've, is. I've got a note. It your cover letter cannot be the alien attack cover letter either. Um, there's a, a a speech 
telling trick where you can sit there and try and promote yourself uh, by saying that you'll save the world from alien invasion and then list 10 different reasons or five different reasons why you'll save the world from alien invasion and so on. It's basically kind of a joke. You know, you're, you're telling a complete joke uh, to get people interested in you and engaged and listen to you. Your cover letter should not be a joke. Um, from beginning to end, it should be professional. It should be introducing yourself. You should be talking about different things, which we're going to list below. It should not be, you know, the alien invasion, I'm going to save humanity type of cover letter. Um, and that's why you should hire me to be your judge. Yeah. Um, now, uh, goofy cover letters, um, there, there is a little bit of a, of a time and place for those. And those are typically conference cover letters. Because in a conference, you're really not competing against other judges. I realize that like there's capped conferences and criteria and stuff like that. But in general, for a conference, what you put in your cover letter doesn't matter. In general. I realize that there's exceptions. Okay. Right, but Absolutely. don't phone the, don't phone those in, folks. You know, still, you know, give some thought to it. Write a couple of nice sentences. Um, but yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. give like a sentence, yeah. Yeah. a sentence yeah. or something like that. But here's the thing: you're not necessarily applying for a job in 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 a cover letter for an event. You're applying for a job. Yes. Okay. So, Absolutely. So keep in keep in mind that that's what you're actually doing, and acceptance is not guaranteed. Right. Right. With a with a with a conference, you you're gonna get accepted. Again, yes, yes, exceptions, but you're gonna get accepted. So what you put, as long as it's not absolute garbage, doesn't matter. But you can't take that same same uh, mentality and apply that to legitimate cover letters. Okay, so talked a little bit about what not to do in a cover letter. So what are some basic components of a cover letter? Sure. Well, uh, some basics are, of course, an introduction, uh, who you are. And sometimes you're writing a cover letter to, a, to an event or to a judge manager. The judge manager is actually the person that is reading your cover letter uh, and is making the hiring choices. So let's yep. make sure that we're using the right vocabulary and what it means. And if you didn't know before, that's what it is. And referring um, to the, the person by the right name, if you refer to them by name. If you know them, yeah. If you know who the judge manager is. Sometimes in the old days when you were hired by CFB, maybe you didn't know who the judge manager was at the time. Well, um, I'm just saying if, if the judge manager is, like, let's say someone's applying to the judge cast open and Charles puts out the staff call and you start your cover letter with, hey, Brian. Yep. That's not going to get you, you know, necessarily okay. a point in your favor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Although I answer to anything. Just don't call me late sure. for dinner. The, um, the other the other thing with an intro is don't necessarily assume that just because you know and this is going to sound so egotistical but don't assume that just because you know the judge manager that the judge manager knows you like y'all might have worked together a year ago at a magic fest okay right. and and that person that that other person made like a like a a big impression on you but they might not actually remember. And Judge Academy, the website, doesn't have photos always like we used to. So yeah. including a, like a, a, when you give your introduction, including a little bit of information about how that person might know you or remember you is, is pretty, pretty important. Right. I, you may have read articles by the person or you may have heard about the person or, 
um, any any number of different ways that you've you've interacted in a asynchronous manner <laughs> with the person that's doing the hiring, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they they are aware of who you are yet. Um, your introduction is a chance to tell them just the smallest little thing about yourself. You know, you're from you're from New Jersey, and you're looking to get hired at this event. Um, it doesn't have to be complicated. After that, uh, you can talk about a couple of different things. There's no particularly um, strong reason for one item to be listed before the other. Uh, what we're going to cover is we're going to cover them in order because that's the way time works. Um, but you know, just because we cover one thing first doesn't mean that Not that's when I'm doing the, the editing. That, yeah, I'm I know. I mix know, it yeah. all up. Yeah, that that'll 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 help everybody. <laughs> yeah, that'll get that'll be sure we get this out on time. But but just because we talk next about um, pointing out what you've been studying or what you've been working on as far as personal growth and your judge journey doesn't mean that that needs to be what you write about next. Um, but the next thing that your cover letter should include or can include is something about what you've been doing lately um, in the judge world. If you have um, been studying the IPG religiously because it's only uh, 808 or nine days um, past being updated as of this recording shh don't don't worry about that um, that actually that 800 that, that seems like a correct number did you actually count uh, I've been posting on Twitter the last couple of days so yeah oh have you okay <laughs> yeah um, but whatever you've been studying lately if you decided to crack into the comprehensive rules and you are working on refreshing your memory of how two-headed giant works that's something that you can share. Or if you've been going back in and talking with others about policy, that's something that you can share. Uh, whatever it is that, that you feel um, is relevant to the, to the person hiring you is something to talk to them about and, and make sure is included in your cover letter. What, what, you'll be, what you'll be bringing to the event, Brian touched on this already. Mm -hmm. um, when you want somebody to hire you you want them to understand the value that you're going to add to their event uh, i often emphasize you know i bring a lot of customer service skills uh, i will be on the lookout for players that are having a difficult time and i will make sure that they uh, are seen and heard and that i assist them in making sure that they have a better time when they're at the event um, in so many words it's what you want to tell your potential employer about what they can expect from you while you're there, right? And if you are filling out a cover letter and you're trying to figure out what you bring to the table and you're struggling to figure out what you bring to the table, that's consider that a moment of saying, all right, what do I need to do to change that so that I can bring something to the table? So you want to you want to get a skill. You want to figure out what do you actually bring to the table. Maybe it is customer service, and if that's the thing that you want to do, actually work on it. And then in the cover letter, explain or give an example or or how you know. Don't just say like I'm great with customer service, because anybody can say that. So what you bring to the event, of course, um, your your particular skills, maybe your high energy. Um, again, that seems a little, a little overly, uh, simple in some ways, but 
you know, if you work an event and you are high energy the whole time and you're known for that at some point, maybe that is something that you list there. It's fine. Yeah. Um, what events I'm, you've recently, what? I'm an EMT. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. actually yep. something I mentioned somewhere. In oh yeah. Here. Yeah. You put it, you put it in the, the X brand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's not yeah. necessarily judge related, but if you, no. if you say like, I'm an EMT in there, suddenly I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. That's, that's a, a usable skill or, or a good yeah. skill to have on staff. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's not, hopefully it's not used. Right. Right. Um, but there have been medical emergencies at events. And I yeah. know uh, several people who are EMTs that, that are also judges and, yeah. and they have applied um, their skills. Or, or languages. Like if you speak multiple languages. Oh, languages is a really good one, especially for larger events mm-hmm. or, or specialized events. Eternal Weekend brings in people from all over the world. And the more people that they have on staff that are bilingual or, or polylingual, multilingual, polylingual, Multilingual, uh, yeah, <laughs> one of those. So I did a, um, I did a, I did an event in Europe many, many, many years ago, and mm-hmm. one of the one of the Spanish judges come up to me. He's he goes he goes what do you what do you call someone who can speak two languages? And I'm like bilingual. I'm like yeah. What do you call someone that can speak three languages? It's like I don't know trilingual. And he's like yeah. What do you call somebody that speaks only one language? I'm like. <laughs> American, uh, yeah, and they go, <laughs> but they said American, and I was just, I died laughing. <laughs> I was like, I am getting, I flew, I flew halfway across the country or halfway across the globe to get trolled. I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then um, <laughs> so you can also include what what events you've worked recently. Um, experience does matter experiences that you can share matter and don't be afraid to share that you worked in RCQ in, instead of, you know, a, a command fest. If you're applying to a command fest, don't be afraid to share that you've worked five store events recently. Judge managers are looking for people that are enthusiastic about judging, um, enthusiastic about being hired and, and working events and working with people. They want to see that. So if all that you have had recently is in store events. Definitely talk about that for a second or two. There's no harm in doing that, and it does help sell yourself, uh, especially you know if you've worked um, anything that's relevant to the event that you're being hired for. Uh, if you're being hired for an event that's running a Legacy 10K, and your store runs a lot of Legacy, highlight that. It's no reason not to. Um, you, you'll you'll uh, get picked. All the you get put. Um, you'll get put to the top of the pile a lot faster with things like that. Um, and, and then another thing that you can absolutely put in a cover letter if you if you choose um, to share them is goals. Uh, goals are something that we don't talk about as much as we used to, um, but goals are definitely something that are part of the judge program. I'll go to an event and I may write down one to three different personal goals that I'll have for the event. Um, at some point in time, I often share them with either my team lead or with uh, whoever's above me. And I'll say, hey, look, I'm working on um, doing this over the course of the weekend. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm working on um, a personal fear that I need to overcome. Maybe I'm working on a particular skill, getting better at deck checks. Maybe, maybe something like, I'd like to get all of my deck checks done in, in seven minutes. It's not an unreasonable thing to have as a personal goal. Um, 
Now, every once in a while, you'll get a deck check in. <laughs> Things will go a little sideways, but that's what happens. Um, that's part of working an event. No, so I, sharing goals is a, is a good idea, and I know Brian's going to key in on this a little bit too. Right. Well, I want to I want to temper it a, a, a little bit in the sense of a goal, like talking about a goal is great in the sense that in it, if, if you use it in a particular way, because, again, I said, tell me how the event is, how you're good for the event. OK, before you tell me how the event is good for you. And a lot of times this event is good for me because I'm working on the on, on X, Y and Z. Right. OK. Um if you phrase it in a particular way, if you if you manipulate it, you can turn a goal for yourself into something that sounds positive for the 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 judge manager or the the person that's doing the hiring. Okay. So something like I really want to be an L two. Yeah, everybody then... wants to be an L two. Like everybody. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, uh, and that's what, what you're else? saying is turning turning that around, right? Right. Or or, or I want to. I would like to work. Um, I'm working on improving deck checks. Okay. Um, so I would like to be on the deck check team because I am uh, uh, really focused on providing the best experience I can and get my deck checks completed well in under you know the you know and avoid uh, eight minute extensions or something something along those lines like I'm I'm spitballing here where you're yeah you're saying that you have a goal and you're working on something but you've just phrased it as a positive for me okay you're trying to reduce your deck check times okay cool that's something I can get behind right right um or I want to work work on coverage because and then you you spin it into into something not that there's coverage anymore but um some some events are, are starting to bring it back yeah i'm yeah. starting to see it and i'm start i i actually said that at a judge conference this past week and judge i said something to the effect that you know coverage isn't around anymore and then i got you know called out on it by two or three other judges um it it, it is starting to happen um yeah a, a good a good rule for for a goal um is when you write it out is it specific is it measurable is it something that helps the event um i'm trying to spin smart goals into 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 how it helps the event um and and i i just want to turn, turn that corner um but having, but, having but goals, a clear goals goal. need to, goals need to be very clear they need to be concise they need to they need to be something that will not only help you but also help the event right yeah having a specific goal as opposed to just I'm looking forward to having fun or something right. along those lines. Like right. like that's a nothing statement. I don't care. Right. Again, as a judge manager, as a person, yes, absolutely I care about you having a good time and you fun. But in terms of your your having fun, everybody's having fun. That's why they're applying. Like like no no one's applying as like I'm going to be miserable this whole time. I just want the dollars. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe. Um, but if you have a if you have a goal that I can look at and I can see like, all right, by bringing this person on and trying to make that goal happen, I'm investing in in a behavior that I can get some returns on in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I'll hook. I'll 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 take that. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
So we've covered some of the things that your 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 cover letter should include, you know, all the all the basic building blocks, things that need to be in there. And it sounds like this is going to be really really long, but it's it's not. It doesn't need to be and it it should be brief. And we're going to talk about that of of course in another moment. But something else that your cover letter can include and I struggled with what to call it, so I just labeled it I'm I'm thinking of it as an X factor. Um, and it's really not just an X factor, but it's, it's what can you bring that's a little different or special? Um, you don't have to do that. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that your cover letter is going to be picked over something that's not, but if you can bring something that's unique or, or relevant to the table, um, that may not be in somebody else's cover letter, highlight that. Um, if you're really weird and you love unsets and you know that unsets are going to be judged at the event. Sure. Tell them about that. Or maybe more relatable if you have the first aid CPR training or, or EMT training. That's that's also really important. Um, if you prefer, and, and this is an area where, where we talk about it every once in a while, if you prefer to work competitive, please tell them that in your cover letter. You know, I, I'm applying because I would really like to work deck checks. I would really like to work end of round for your main event. Tell them those things. If you would prefer to work regular, don't be afraid to tell them that either, because sometimes it's hard for a judge manager to find people that actively want to work the, the ODEs. Um, there are a lot of judges that want to work comp, uh, and yeah. that's understandable. Um, but finding people who really, really enjoy working in, in on-demand events or on scheduled sides, I mean, that, that really makes judge managers happy to find people like that. Um, and then, of course, I mentioned stage and, and or or leads, but but those positions are often those positions are sometimes advertised in advance. Um, so if you're advertising for or uh, applying for those, you may be applying them separately um, than you would normally uh, apply for for the judge positions. It, it all depends. Different TOs do that differently. Um, sometimes it's all combined in one big application, and you indicate what you'd like to work. Um, sometimes you have a chance to apply for, for, you know, working stage three weeks before the judge solicitations go out. When we say like, if you have a preference for competitive or regular, you know, go ahead and put it in the application. I want, I want to make sure that you understand, like make a distinction between, um, I'd prefer working competitive and I'm going to fuss nonstop if you give me regular. Okay, like don't if you can't give me competitive, I don't want the gig. All right, Be because if you say like I I will work, you know, I'd prefer to work competitive, but I will work regular. Great, I now have two slots you can fill. Like when I'm when I'm doing staffing, I have I have two slots. But when you say I am regular, I am competitive only. You've you've kind of placed a restriction on me, right? And yeah. if you're if you're if reading the rest of your cover letter, you are good enough to be worth that restriction or that loss of options, then thumbs up, okay, cool, okay. So this is just this is just play, playing playing the game, okay. The more options you give the organizer or the 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 judge manager the more likely you are like 
you are going to get, when this is done as a person, you are going to get put in a box or maybe a couple boxes, okay, in terms of fig figuring out what's going on. And the more boxes you allow yourself to be put into, the more likely you are going to be to get staffed. Great. I mean, let's even take that one step further. There's there's other parts of the application these days, especially when they're using Google Forms mm -hmm. or some other online form of, of uh application taking the the cover letter is one box right uh you fill it in or you send it in as a separate letter i mean some of them take it that way but there's all these other questions you know are you available uh friday saturday and sunday are you only available uh, particular days would you like to work uh setup would you like to work teardown um do you have any time restrictions you know do you have to be out early on sunday or something um, the more times that you say, yes, I can, as opposed to no, I can't, the more the doors open for you as well. Like, uh, I'll, I'll throw out a more me mechanical example. Like, let's say there's a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm -hmm. and you apply and you say, I can only work Sunday. Yeah. Okay. That is going, you are going to have a little bit of an uphill, up, of an uphill battle up there because... Most people, especially especially large events where people travel, okay, a lot of times they need the three days in order to justify the expense of traveling, okay? And Saturday is typically the busy day, the day exactly. where you need more judges. So um, a Friday-Saturday and a Saturday-Sunday, you know, I can overlap. I can get one person who's Friday-Saturday, one person who's Saturday-Sunday, and overlap them, and I just gained a judge on Saturday. I'm up a judge total, okay? But if you say, hey, Sunday, then you've created a situation where, okay, that means that I'm someone who applied Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I might have to only give them Friday, Saturday to fill the slot that, that, that you're in. So, I mean, that's that's kind of a, a, a very concrete way of thinking about it. Great. And if you're only limited, if you're only available one day, um, again, um, it, they've we're talking if, odds the, and the, percentages. Yeah, here. yeah. The judge managers are already hired for for the three days for for several other people. Um, they'll take them first, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, re realistically, the way it kind of works is is you figure out how many judges you need on each day, and then. One of the factors in, in, that goes into staffing is just looking at what days that people are available. And, you know, it, it becomes like an optimization problem uh, after a certain point. You get your you get your, your rocks and the people that you want to, to designate as reaches, and you put them in this bucket over here, and now you see what you've got left, and then you play this optimization game with, uh, with the bouncing the contents of the cover letters off of the the other restrictions like the positions that the people want and the days that they're available. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. So mentor references. Okay. Right. If, if you don't know the person that you're writing the cover letter to, <laughs> yes. then including, including a reference name dropping someone who they would know is, is fine, is good. Asterisk. Okay. Yeah. So, so I've never worked with you. <laughs> I've never interacted with you, but you're a judge over at a local game store in Tampa where Billy Willie plays. I know Billy Willie, yep. so 
if you come in and say, I've been working with Billy Willie to do a, a X, Y, and Z, and Billy Willie can vouch for me, great. Keep in mind, though, probably going to go ask Billy Willie about you. I'm not just going to be like, oh, you know Billy Willie? I know Billy Willie. Come on in. You know, no, I'm going to I'm going to message and hey, Billy Willie, what, what can you tell me about this person? And what's the worst thing Billy Willie can say? <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about. I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> and and I sit here and laugh and Brian's sitting here telling you a very specific story. Um, he, It may not have happened with Billy Willie. It happens and it happens all too often. You need to talk to the people that you're going to use as a as a reference. And you need to get them to say, yes, I will vouch for you before you put their name on your cover letter. So years ago, years ago, I had someone write a cover letter. Okay, I was staffing manager. They yeah. wrote a cover letter. They used me as a reference, and I had no idea who I the idea person who was. Were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a, I have a, a judge friend. Uh, we, we probably both know her, um, and this happens to her every once in a while. I think yeah. um, people are just they, they think that they'll be able to get one over on you. In the real world, when you write down references, sometimes businesses don't call them, and you think you can apply that to judging. And judging works a little differently. It just does. We you gossip. really. We do gossip. Um, if I don't know you and you're you're applying to an event that I'm running and you've written down that you know uh, that you know Meg, you know Meg Baum from from past times, I'm gonna go hey nudge Meg. I'm gonna say hey Meg, uh, what's the deal with Pat here? Is is Pat a good judge? Is uh, do I need to know anything? Uh, because I need to fill the slot. I'm happy to hire you but I do need to know that you're going to do the job I'm hiring you for. And the only way I'm going to find out is if I ask somebody else who you've referenced, if I don't know you. Yeah. So, uh, so make sure that the person that you're using as a reference, one knows who you are and two is going to say good things about you. Right. Right. All right. Cool. And if you're having a hard time finding that, then maybe work some smaller events for a little while and build up a name for yourself. Yeah. So, yep. Some other stuff that you want to do is if in the application instructions they tell you to include information in your cover letter <laughs> and you don't do that, that yeah. can only harm you. Like if the if the application says do X and you don't do X or you do Z instead, what are you doing? Right. Come on. Right. Read that. Uh, read the 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 proffer read the the judge announcement or the event announcement very carefully uh make sure you're not missing anything it's yep. not it's not hard um spend a few minutes doing it you want them to hire you you need to show that you actually have uh understood the information that they're offering up about their event yeah this is a job application in right. essence so um if you have any restrictions like I can work all three days, but I need to leave by 4 p.m. on Sunday to make a flight home. Put that mm -hmm. in your cover letter. Don't get accepted where the acceptance is expecting you until 6, and then uh, you you get accepted and then say, oh, and I need to leave early. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Now, if you put it in your cover letter and I mess up and I schedule you till six and then you point out, you know, well, actually, no, I said until four in my cover letter, I'm going to look at that and say, like, that's bad on me. Okay, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to take responsibility for that because you told me and I didn't see it. I ignored it. So I got, that's, that's my responsibility to fix, not yours. Okay. Great. But do keep, do keep in mind that if you, need to leave early that again that is altering the TO's flexibility so you need to be a strong enough judge to to get that treatment okay yeah um yeah. you got don't don't waste time on cute professional is much much better in general yeah i mean yeah cute's okay um you can be cute for a sentence if if for whatever reason um, you read something in the judge application and you think that cute will work to your advantage. Sure. Go ahead. Do it. I mean, whatever makes you happy. Um, but on the whole, a professional cover letter is going to get you further, uh, more times than not. Um, I, 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 I was, ask... I was, I was cute once and I still got hired, but just uh, once, just, just once I got, I got real cute with something. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so, but but I, I did get cute once, and and it didn't cost me anything, um, but I chose a time and a place to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and there there have been applications that I've gotten where where someone did like Taylor Swift lyrics in their application right. cover letter. Okay. Right. Yeah, that that was cute and all, but this was also a judge that I was going to hire anyway. Now, one thing <laughs> that I do try and do in my applications is I will ask a a question. That's goofy, okay? And realistically, I don't, I don't care about the answer to the goofy question, okay? I really don't. It's just there to give you a spot to be goofy so that... You get it out of your system. You get it out of your system, right. <laughs> like, I think in the, in the last one, I was, like, I was like, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't fuzzy. Wuzzy? Was question he? mark. And yeah. that's on the application. Right. Just put put whatever answer you want in there. Be goofy there, and then give me a real give me a real cover letter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, now let's let's do the the hard part. If you go through this entire list and do everything that we said to do, you're going to create an awful cover letter. You're gonna say like, what? Why? Why have I been listening for this hour now? It's not going to be awful. Said, it's going to be very, very complete, and that's the problem. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be too long. Remember what Brian said at the very beginning. Brian said that it's an elevator pitch. An elevator pitch is so named because it has to be short enough to, to be delivered during the time that you're in an elevator with somebody else traveling, let's say fifteen or twenty floors, whatever. Right. It needs to be read in thirty. 40 seconds at most. If it's longer than that, it's too long. It was the best of GPs. It was the worst of GPs. You know, I know. This yeah, is... I'm done. I'm done. I just checked out. I mean, like, maybe I'll give you one more sentence just to see where this is going because I'm intrigued. But if you are if you are writing a novel, I am going to skim it. Okay. So get in, get out. All right. Um... There's there's a, a a statement in um 
in like that they teach law schools where they say like if you have the fact if you have if the facts are on your side you pound the facts these are for lawyers if the facts are on your side pound the facts if the law's on your side pound the law and and if neither if you have neither pound the table okay <laughs> you need to when right right like, you know, no, I get the facts it. don't I support get you it. the law doesn't support you pound the table um when you do your cover letter you want to figure out what it is you're going to pound. Are you going to give your experience? Are you going to give what you're studying? Are you going to give your special skills? Like what is the what is the thing that you are going to pound? And as you develop as a judge and as you develop a, a reputation, what you pound will be different. <laughs> so wrong. I, I know, but it's true. It's true. It is. When, it when, is. when you're starting out, what you, want to, what you want to talk about is you want to talk about what you've been learning recently and what experiences you've had that you can share with the event, okay? When it's later on, you're going to want to tell them more along the lines of a personal goal that's going to benefit them. Uh, you want to tell them more about, um, and again, I'm not quite at that level, so I'm, I'm, I'm grasping a little bit here, but, but the tone changes, right the message changes but mm -hmm. you don't want to include if you're just starting out everything because it's too much they're not so, going to hire you if they can't get through your your cover letter let's let's go off let's go off script here we're going to we're going to go we off love script. it yep and let's let's create the outline of a of a skeleton l1 we're going to create a fictitious l1 sure okay sure. and then and then we can we can talk about what what this cover letter? What this cover letter for this L1? So let's let's say this is a the L1 is in a rural area, okay? Yep. Um, because I'm I'm from the south, and we're almost all rural areas here in the south. Jackson, Mississippi. It's an urban area in a desolate wasteland of OP of organized play. I have been an L1 for a number of months. Sure. Three months, four months. Well, let's 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 go for four or five. Yeah, that's fine. okay. Because we're okay, we're high, we're going for a bigger event, right? So we've yep, we've worked going, an event or two. For, we're going for a bigger event. Got it. We're going for a Magic Con or a Command Fest. Got it. Okay. All right. Something where there's going to be a lot of regular rel events going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, this this person has done two pre-releases, and they judge. They they play judge F and M and occasionally play in a commander league. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's 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 the rough skeleton outline of this this L one. Now obviously when we when we start doing the the cover letter we're gonna need to fill some stuff out. All right. So what sort of stuff would this would this person let's, let's call him Dave. All right. All right. What kind I've, of I've, stuff? I've got a brother Dave? named Dave, which does not. You know, make me feel one way or another towards this particular Dave, oh, but okay. I, 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 I have I have a fondness for for my stepbrother, so okay, we're we're good. Okay, so we got we got Dave. Okay, <laughs> so what what might Dave say in their cover letter? Well, the first thing is is Dave wants to introduce himself and where he's from because I think that that's probably important, right? Hi, I'm Dave. Dave Anderson. I'm an L1 from Jackson, Mississippi. That's a great um, start. Yeah. We like that. Yeah. Um, 
um, I'm I'm excited you know uh, uh, I'm looking forward to say command fest Orlando again this is kind of a throwaway sentence but again it it it, it feels kind of awkward to not have something something like that just realize that that's kind of an uh, a transition sentence um, sure Highlighting the event that you're going to work for, the company that yep. you're going to work for, I think is a good personal touch. Yep. Uh, it's really, you know, uh, uh, really excited. Uh, let's see here. Um, I've been in L1 for five months. Mm -hmm. uh, I've worked so far. I've run two pre-releases and have been responsible for... Uh, and I work FNMs and have helped grow FNMs from 12 players to 24 players. That's okay. See what, what Brian just did there was Brian just offered a metric of success. Uh, Brian showed that the judge, the fictional judge, Dave is a caring person, uh, who is looking to build community and who has to some degree or another, a good, uh, relationship with the local players. Those are important things for a TO to look at. Um, right. Uh, I also bi-monthly well, run our Commander League and have been the go-to rules person for a year and a half. Ah, uh, there okay. we go again. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. So again, I, I'm, esta I'm establishing that I'm a go-to person. I'm establishing that I have experience beyond just the four or five years that I've been a judge. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where we start to lay on a little bit of the little bit of the magic. Okay, I, you know, I'm excited for this particular event uh, because in the South there are not many large events, so I'm looking forward to learning from other judges in a in a multi-judge event and bringing, you know, bringing the knowledge and the the tips and tricks that I learned back home. And applying and applying that knowledge to future events as well. So that's telling me that you are forward thinking. Uh, you are seeing this as an opportunity. Yes, you're telling me that this is why the event is going to be good for you, but you're also phrasing it in such a way that I'm making by accepting you, I'm making an investment that is going that I'm going to get returns on in a in a future event as well. Yeah. Okay. And that's not super long. No, you're Can only you missing really, that... you're only missing really one thing at that point. Um, yeah. I think when you're first doing introductions, it's really nice to have a mentor in there somewhere. Um, right. you, you need to mention either at the very beginning or at the end, uh, I've been mentored recently by, or, or if you, or if you'd like to, uh, a reference for me, uh, I can recommend talking to this person or that person. Yep. Um, State their state their level, state their level, and or if they are currently active as a judge, if you know that information and can share it, um, just so that you're establishing. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a night's tale, so that you can establish patents. <laughs> yeah, or or you might know me as Sparkle Pony Twenty Eight on Discord. You know, yes. on the Judge Academy Discord. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's actually like realistically, like if if I've seen you in the communication channels holding intelligent conversations and not just trolling everybody, that well, matters. 
yeah, you control a little. You control a little. You control a little bit, but but yeah, the the intelligent conversations, being able to talk uh, about policy, being able to talk yeah. about something else. I mean, um, yeah, we kind relevant. of set this up as you're applying for an event in the South where we kind of expect a little bit of trolling, just a light dusting of of trolling over a veneer. <laughs> so that's that's. I have, a, I have a feeling it's more like a crop dusting of trolling, but okay. <laughs> So you don't so know that's, that's half of it. <laughs> I, 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 I've been listening to you long enough. I think I know at least right. at least a part of it. <laughs> um, the other hard part about about cover letters is it, it's not even really a hard part. It's just be aware of what you're submitting. Um, you can have a cover letter that is a generic cover letter that you use to apply to three or four different events. Um, I used to have just one cover letter that I changed like four sentences to for a little while. Um, and that sounds like a lot, but cover letters were longer um, in the before times. At least I think they were. Mine were. Um, but the point There's is, is that, yeah, the, the point is, is, is don't use the same letter, cover letter for uh, an SCG event as you use for a MagicCon, especially if you make them familiar or personalized in any way, shape or form. Well, they have the city. Like, change the city. Come change, on. Change the city. Uh, change the name of the company. Uh, do whatever it is that you need to make sure that uh, you are being um, correct when, when you submit that cover letter. All yeah, because right. it, it's it's not a big thing, but it's just, I mean, because we're playing, we're playing with percentages here. Like, it really... There's no positive EV in getting the city wrong or the the name of the event wrong or getting the company wrong because what the that co- tells the com- me the company wrong is the worst one yeah, to do. By the yeah, because what what that what that tells me is you know you look at it and it's just like oh it's just an honest mistake. What that tells me is that you weren't you just didn't care. You were just slapping at applications and just like slap 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 here throw them out the throw them out the door and yeah. then I'm like ah, eh. no. you got it you got to uh, get the details right have to yeah. get the details right all right mm. we can talk about i guess special cover letters just a little bit but i think we already did um and when i talk about special cover letters i'm talking about judge conferences or extremely specialized events uh, for those you're going to want to customize your cover letters for for judge conferences you're going to want to keep it really short two maybe three sentences most make sure that you're telling them that you're you're uh, looking forward to the learning opportunities and that you're going to offer uh, uh, help uh, with networking. Uh, ask if there's anything that you can do to help support the event. You know, keep it, keep it simple. Keep it straightforward. If you're going to apply to a, an event that is competitive commander, for instance, at, on the other end of the spectrum, I have no idea what to tell you to do other than follow the basics and stress that you love intricate rules questions <laughs> i mean um or that you've been studying the mipg um the mipg is the multiplayer infraction uh procedure guide which is used by most competitive commander events um those are things that can help you get hired for those events yep um, all right so that's pretty much it did you uh did you want to talk about your past experience because you're you're past experience differs a little bit from mine um i i think cover letters have changed i i really do um i think 
from my perspective, cover letters could have been longer before COVID. I don't know how much longer. Um, I think mine were probably too long all the time. And if we could find a couple of judge managers that read my cover letters from the before times, they'd probably tell you, yes, Charles wrote really long cover letters and they were painful to read. Um, and we hired well, him just, be just because we wanted him to stop sending us cover letters. Um, well, that's a, that's a thing because, okay. <laughs> but the truth is, is that, you know, um, I think it was different. I think we had more, a little bit more patience. I don't know. I don't think we did. And, okay. and so let me, let me. I have a, I have a weird perspective, perspective then. One of the reasons why I wanted to, to do this is because even though you, we can talk about judge conferences and they have conferences on cover letters and stuff like that like we don't make a habit of sharing our cover letters okay like i have no idea what your covers letters look like you don't know what my cover letters look like because we don't share them as a matter of course oh i'm so right. sending you one of mine later no, please <laughs> you blow the character buffer out on, on but but in general if you're if you're an l1 and you haven't written a cover letter before, there's not really a place that you could just go to and say, you know, show me a cover letter. Like, chat GPT isn't super helpful either, okay? Because it's going to write a giant long thing that doesn't say anything. It's okay? going to hallucinate, um, which is right. a problem with uh, emergent AIs, is that they tend to make up stuff. Sure, which, to be honest, I've read a bunch of cover letters where I'm looking at it and I'm like, making up that like everybody everybody's studying the ipg like if they don't have a whole lot of comprella uh, experience they go i'm studying the ipg you and everybody else come on what's what's different um give me specifics but i i listened to the episode on investigations with jared silva hey that's there you go. something that's a specific thing point is that we don't actually see what other people's cover letters are and and there's almost like this fear that if you put sample cover letters out there then what you're going to get the people that are going to apply are going to be like you know you're going to get 10 variations of the same cover letter that you put out as an example where right. they just took it and they cut they personalized it a little bit so there's like this reluctance to like have a library of this is what good cover letters look like right um but hopefully, hopefully that example with Dave from Jackson, Mississippi, that that cover letter was like five or six sentences. It and was. hit a lot of the points that we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. And Dave from Jackson, Mississippi didn't have a whole lot of experience, yeah. you know, but was able to frame things in a in a in a positive way that was specific that I could look at that and say, yep, that's a good thing. This is a person that I would I would like to have at my event. And if. You know, Nicholas Sabin speaks highly of them, or whoever uh, is, uh, if a judge exists in Mississippi, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if Mississippi yeah. has judges. Um, oh, it's got to yeah. have. It's got to have, yeah. Does it? I would think it does. So anyway, let's let's do like a, a quick wrap up. Um, and we'll make it as quick and concise as a uh, actual cover letter should be. Um, when you write your cover letter, keep it brief. You've got 30, maybe 40 seconds of the person's attention who's reading it. Sell yourself. Do a good job selling yourself. You know, grammar, punctuation, things like that need to be correct. Uh, make your cover letter topical. A command fest is very, very, very different than a pro tour. 
Um, I don't know that people would actually necessarily be listening to this particular episode if they're applying to a pro tour, but if you are and you can use us for that, I'd like to hear about it. Share what you're working on and or your goals. Professional phrasing and manners do matter. Um, you know, please and thank you. Thank you is an okay set of words to use in your letter. Uh, listen for a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. L- list a mentor or two. Uh, be sure they know you, know you're using their name, and that the TO hopefully knows them as well. Um, if you are in that conversation with your mentor and you're saying, hey, I'm going to apply to this thing, and they say, oh, that's cool. I don't know anybody there. Uh, find somebody else to list. Okay. If you can. If not, go ahead and use the person. It's all right. And never, ever phone it in. Um, you know, there's there's obviously the, the couple of uh, different exceptions that we talked about. But as a rule, take it seriously. Yeah. There, there's a, a, a great phrase I heard once where it was it was in, in the cover letter, like, like how, how lazy can I, how goofy can I get in the cover letter, that kind of thing. And the phrase is, whatever your career can handle. And that's, it, 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 that's true. What's that? Right? That's true. Yeah. If you are, if you are known enough and you are confident enough that you think you can get away with phoning in a cover letter, go for it. But if you have doubts and you are asking yourself, do I think I can get away with this? Am I am I at that level yet? You are not at that level yet. Right. That's that's okay. a good way of putting it. And um, and it's it, it might seem unfair that some people can can get away with it, but you know, if someone's been if someone's been a judge for a decade and then been writing uh, uh, cover letters for six of it, like I'll give you an example, like John Aldifer. Okay. The, you the, you the mean the person of, that's you mean the person that's packed inside the GP kit? Sh- sure. Like, what is he going to put in his cover letter that you like? There's there's nothing. There's there's absolutely nothing that he can put that that man can put in his cover letter that is going to sway you one way or the other, right? Yeah. Like he's the kind of person that 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 you know you might just message and say like, hey, are you applying to this event? And he'll go yeah, and then you just add him to the staff, and he doesn't even actually apply, right? Yeah. Like so. Just yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if you're listening to this pod, probably this. If you're listening to this podcast for tips on how to write a good cover letter, you are not at the point where you can phone it in. <laughs> okay. I mean, realistically. Um, that's that's fair. <laughs> um, I, I just want to point out that the the show notes uh, today uh, we came from a previous presentation that I had done, at least parts of them. Um, both of us contributed to it and made changes to it, but the original presentation had its basis in a article that was originally written by judges Evan Cherry and Paul uh, Bears Baronet on this topic, and it's still actually viewable on Judge Apps. So um, if you're interested in chasing that down, um, we will uh, put it up, but I think it's called Writing Effective Cover Letters, and if you search that on Google, Writing Effective Cover Letters and, and Judge Apps, you'll you'll find uh, uh, some of these tips and tricks also in there, I believe. Good? Yeah. Good? Yeah. That, that was a fun show? We're all good? Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No. <laughs> uh, Brian is all talked out. He got me no. Away. No. <laughs> I would like to stop recording and go play a video game. <laughs>
okay, what are you playing currently? Um, all right. So you, I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna be like, "What is this? Like 2010?" I'm playing Skyrim for the first time. Good for you. That's yeah. a fun game. Yeah. So I noticed about about a month ago, I realized that um, I was looking at the, the credit card statement, and I realized that I'd been paying for the PlayStation Network for like four years. Oh. Okay. And and had never downloaded a game <laughs> for right. it. So, so I was like, I need to go get my money's worth. So I it had Skyrim, and now that I've been playing it for like a gajillion hours, I'm realizing that I should have played something that I had a better um, cost-to-time ratio, because the, the, the game's just huge. Oh, it's huge. massive. Yeah, it's massive. It's massive. Yeah. Right. I've... I've I've probably spent more time playing that video game than any other two other video games I've ever played. Yeah, you just described my relationship with Dead Cells. I just cannot stop playing that game. What's Dead Cells? Oh, Dead Cells is a roguelike um, that's looks like it was transported from the mid '90s. It's it's pixelated. It's it's really the artwork is just so wonderful, um, and it is the most punishing game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, I keep going back to it. Um, if I could sum it up in two words, what would I say? I don't even know. It It's one of those things that if you watch somebody play it, you'll be like, why do people play this? And then if you play it yourself, you'll never put the controller down. It's just amazingly well done. Anyway, uh, it's a side-scroller. Yeah, side-scroller. That'll help. Okay. <laughs> I'll show you later. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. All right, so anyway um that's our episode join us next time when we talk about two headed giant Ooh, ah special until then you can send us an email at judgecast at gmail.com or like us on facebook or follow us on twitter at judgecast until then i'm charles feather and i keep it fair i'm brian prillman and i keep the word count to under 200 If I sound a little different, it's because I'm on a completely different computer and a different mic setup. You sound glorious. Yeah? yeah glorious. You really glorious. Glorious. You can use that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a uh, thank you. Uh, well, you're uh, welcome. You, you also sound melodious. <laughs> I always think that sounds bad when. <laughs> What, but I know it means, yeah. I, no, I think it sounds bad. It's like it's um, there's there's a melodious mo- malodorous. You yeah, s- yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> close to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>